Things are really heating up with the ongoing lawsuit between the DOJ, Department of Justice, and NAR, the National Association of Realtors. And if you're in real estate, this is something you wanna pay close attention to because the outcome could result in drastic changes to how real estate transactions happen in America between buyers and sellers and real estate agents. Put simply, the real estate commission structure of sellers paying five to 6% in commissions is on the brink of being disrupted and could result in billions, that's billions with a B, in less income to agents. In this part three video covering this ongoing legal battle, I'm gonna share with you the latest developments as things get even more heated between the DOJ and NAR. Coming up. For a limited time, you can get a free copy of Jerry Norton's Deal Analyzer software, which runs the numbers on any property for you in seconds. Get it now at mydealanalyzer.com. Wow, I don't know about you, but watching this legal battle unfold between the DOJ and NAR is not just fascinating to me, but downright entertaining. I'm over here with a bag of popcorn on the edge of my seat just waiting to see what happens next. I'd give anything to be a fly on the wall in the war room with NAR and the DOJ. Now, like I said a minute ago, everyone in real estate should be eagerly anticipating the outcome of this legal battle because it will affect everyone in real estate from retail buyers and sellers to real estate investors and especially real estate agents. Did you know that in 2021, real estate agents are expected to collect more than $1 billion in commissions, and if the DOJ has their way, that could drastically change. So if I have your attention, you need to get up to speed on what's going on. Be sure to watch part one and part two in this special video series about this lawsuit with the DOJ and NAR. So let me share with you what's developed in the last few weeks, but first, in the last video, part two, I predicted that many agents who would watch that video the ones that have their heads in the sand, would comment defensively about how they are entitled to 5 to 6% commissions because of how hard they work. I predicted that they would completely miss the point of the discussion around commission reform, and I was exactly right. So I'm going to say it again. Real estate agent watching this video, the point of commission reform is not that you don't deserve to charge 5 to 6% commissions. You can charge 10% if you want. If you really believe you deserve it, then go and earn it. The point of commission reform is that you can't impede a lower commission structure from happening and existing. The point and the reason NAR is in ongoing and never-ending antitrust lawsuits is because NAR allegedly implements rules and policies that prevent or impede the option for sellers to pay less, and that is where the problem lies. Let me say this again. I am not saying you don't deserve or should not get paid a 3% commission to list a property or a 3% commission to sell a property. It's your prerogative to charge whatever you want. What I am saying is you can't implement rules that obstruct a lower commission structure from happening. So I'm gonna make the same prediction as last time and bet my 10th child, okay, not my 10th child because she's my favorite, I'd be willing to bet any of the other nine kids that agents who watch this video are again going to completely miss the point and are gonna leave the same similar comments about how they deserve five to 6% in commissions. What are you gonna do? Okay, back to the lawsuit. To quickly summarize, after the DOJ filed suit against NAR, they entered into a settlement agreement and the DOJ agreed to close its investigations 
And it seemed like NAR had once again kicked the can down the road in terms of any real reform. But then after a change in leadership from Trump to Biden, on July 1, the DOJ did a switcheroo and abruptly pulled its settlement off the table, stating the proposed settlement would have limited their ability to pursue other antitrust claims that may arise against NAR and decided to not just reopen its current investigation, but investigate other possible price-fixing tactics by NAR not previously investigated. This was a complete 180, and we'll discuss what some of these issues are specifically in a minute, so keep watching. But what did NAR do about the DOJ yanking the settlement? Well, rather than play nice and cooperate with the DOJ, NAR put on the boxing gloves and decided to go toe-to-toe with the DOJ. NAR called the DOJ's withdrawal a complete, unprecedented breach of agreements and filed a 418-page petition to the court to force the DOJ to abide by its original settlement and set aside any further investigations. Without missing a beat, the DOJ hit back and asked the court to reject NAR's petition because NAR has not made any attempt to cooperate with the DOJ's concerns. And here we are, waiting to see what happens next. So what really are the issues that the DOJ has? I mean, there's been some speculations, but until the most recent filing, the DOJ has been pretty tight-lipped about exactly what it's investigating regarding antitrust violations. But now they've shed some more light on at least, in part, two NAR policies that they don't like. The first policy that the DOJ has a problem with is NAR's clear cooperation policy, which requires listing agents to submit a listing to their NAR-affiliated MLS within one business day of marketing a property to the public. This means when a seller agrees to hire a listing agent to sell his property, that agent cannot conduct an off-market private transaction, often called a pocket listing, even if the seller desires a private sale. The agent has one day from getting the listing to enter the property publicly into the NAR-affiliated MLS, forcing the sale to transpire between other NAR-affiliated agents, and if the listing agent does not comply, he will lose his access to the MLS. Now, the DOJ isn't the first one to have a problem with NAR's clear cooperation policy. That policy was already challenged in court earlier this year, and NAR prevailed, but now here it is being challenged again, this time by the DOJ. The argument against this policy is that it impedes a seller from having options to sell his property and forces him to sell his property with a NAR-affiliated buyer's agent, and that this policy is just another anti-competitive attempt by NAR to use its monopoly power to crush market alternatives. The DOJ quote said, sellers may have many reasons to list a home off the MLS, including that doing so may allow them to avoid paying higher commission rates or to protect their privacy, but under the clear cooperation policy, real estate brokers cannot market properties outside the MLS unless they leave the MLS entirely, which agents are reluctant to do. Now, to illustrate, let's say a seller agrees to hire a listing agent for a 3% commission, and that listing agent has a ready and willing buyer at a price the seller accepts, and that seller would prefer to not go public and would prefer to do a private off-market transaction, and since there's no buyer's agent involved, the listing agent agrees to handle the entire transaction for, let's say, 4%. Well, NAR's clear cooperation policy prevents that from happening even if the seller desires it which is not in the best interest of the seller, but rather in the best interest of NAR by forcing the seller to pay a NAR-affiliated buyer's agent 
the traditional 3%. Okay, the second NAR policy that the DOJ has a problem with is NAR's participation rule, or what's often called buyer-broker commission rule, which requires listing brokers to offer commissions to buyer brokers in order to participate in realtor-affiliated multiple listing services. In other words, the seller slash listing broker sets the buyer's agent commission. Now, this is another age-old argument that has been going on in the cause of multiple lawsuits and ongoing controversy for a long time, but it might finally get addressed. The problem with having the seller slash listing agent decide the commission, according to the DOJ, is, quote, because the price setting is taken out of the buyer agent's hands and therefore the buyer agents do not compete on price, this rule raises antitrust concerns, including that buyer agent fees may be higher than they would be otherwise in conditions of competition and buyer agents may steer their clients away from properties with low buyer agent commissions. Now, I talked about this issue in the last part two video in this video series. Let me expand further what the DOJ is saying. When the buyer's agent representing the buyer does not compete on price for his or her services, it prevents buyer's agents from competing by offering a lower price. And while in theory, all commissions are negotiable, in practice, they are not because since the buyer's agent doesn't set his own price, a seller is forced to pay the standard two and a half to 3%. Otherwise, buyer's agents won't show their clients the seller's property. And this is just common sense. I put this theory to test on a flip I listed for sale in Georgia. As the seller, I set the buyer commission at 2% because after all, like agents tell me all the time, commissions are completely negotiable. So guess what happened? What do you think happened? Crickets, hardly any showings and no offers. Why? Because any seller with half a brain knows if you don't offer 3%, a buyer's agent won't want to show and sell your property. After 30 days, I relisted the property, but this time set the buyer commission at 3%. What happened? I got multiple showings and received an acceptable offer. In fact, I am so convinced that agents steer clients based on the commission that I even use this to my advantage on some of my flips by offering the buyer's agent more than 3%, like 35 to 4%, because I know they will steer their clients to my property for a higher commission. Why would I, as the seller, pay a buyer's agent 4% regardless of the service rendered that doesn't even benefit me anyways because they represent the buyer and not me? Because they have the buyer and I want to get my property sold. Can you see how flawed the system is? By taking the buyer's agent commission out of the hands of the seller or listing agent and making the buyer responsible for paying his own agent, this will create a truly competitive marketplace. One of the big objections to this is how will a buyer afford to pay his own commission on top of his down payment and closing fees? Simple, allow the commission to be financed just like the other closing fees. And like I mentioned in the part two video, these price fixing accusations have been going on forever. NAR has been in dozens of similar lawsuits. It seems that her main objective is to preserve the 5-6% to 6 commission structure to the bitter end. Until now, being one of the most powerful organizations in America with 1.5 million active members, NAR has been able to prevent any real reform from happening, but maybe that is about to change. I think NAR is like the Titanic and the DOJ is the iceberg and they just crashed. All of the writing on the wall is that the DOJ is not going to back down and NAR might be finally running out of runway. 
time will tell. But aside from all of that, in my opinion, commission reform is long overdue due to the advances in technology. Technology has replaced many of the jobs that agents were previously hired for. For example, accessing and viewing inventory, understanding home values and market trends, learning about specific neighborhoods and markets, school ratings and reviews. Buyers and sellers relied heavily on agents to provide that information in the past, but now that information is readily available. So if the courts won't force reform, technology will. Did you know that a brand new service offered by Redfin called Direct Access is now available in 22 US markets where a home buyer can tour vacant homes listed on Redfin without a real estate agent. Using the Redfin app, an interested buyer can unlock the home and see the property. So far, how is this service working? On average, Redfin's direct access feature gets twice the number of tours as other homes. Homeowners are able to track tours and buyer feedback on their home through the Redfin owner dashboard. Now, I don't know about you, but I would love to view properties without the constraints of an agent being present. Regarding this new feature, Redfin said, thanks to advances in automation and smart home technology and changes in consumer expectations, we're able to offer a convenient and safe self-touring option that would have seemed outlandish just a decade ago. Bottom line is you can't stop progress. Whether through regulation or innovation, commission reform is upon us and the most successful are always the early implementers. As a real estate agent, find ways to embrace change, add value, and provide a service superior to your competition, and you'll not only survive, but thrive. And if you're a real estate investor looking for good deals, be sure to get my on-market deal finder tool that gives you a list of underpriced homes for sale in any zip code. Best of all, I'll give it to you for free. Just go to mydatacruncher.com. And finally, watch a video where I explain how I wholesaled a house for an $85,000 profit that a real estate agent brought to me. The best part is I did the whole deal in less than an hour. Watch that now, and if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel with almost 800 videos. This is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping, and I'll see you on the next video.